Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I'm so grateful that you've joined me. I'm here in South Florida, where our ministry is headquartered. We have houses of prayer, churches, and prayer hubs all over the world. But I'm here in South Florida. Where are you? Why don't you come by and see me? Either you're on vacation, traveling through on business, or hey, if you live in my backyard, I want to see you on Sunday. We have two services. There is no excuse. 10.47 a.m. if you're a late sleeper, 1.30 p.m. There are two different messages, two different experiences, two different prophetic worship encounters. It's two different things under the banner of Awakening House of prayer. We're preaching, praying, and prophesying all day. Come on over. If you're not in the region, you can watch online at ahop.online. You know the drill, ahop.online. Consider becoming a official web church member. Anybody can watch the service, but the official web church members get the archives, get the virtual life group, get the pastoral covering, the counsel, the guidance, the prayer line, and so much more. God is good. That second service, you know the drill. You know this, School of the Spirit at AHOP. That's where we're training and we're equipping. We're still still church. It's just a little bit different kind of church. If you're not in the region, though, you'll have to go over there to schoolofthespirit.tv. Remember that code, mornings. And thank you to all my Awakening Prayer Hub leaders for backing me up today. Awakening Prayer Hubs is a global movement. We're in nearly 30 nations, nearly 300 prayer hubs. We're praying for awakening and revival. You might want to join us. Find a hub or start a hub at awakeningprayerhubs.com. All right, let's get into today's devotion. It is from my devotional, Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled, listen, see me as the greater one. I like this. See me as the greater one. And here's what I heard the Lord say, see me 
as larger than your enemies, as larger than life, because I am. Oh, Jesus, I got to read that again. Catch this now. See me, says the Lord, as larger than your enemies, larger than life, because I am. I am the almighty God. I am bigger than, stronger than, and greater than every spiritual foe, says the Lord. No demon power can stand against me. Stop looking at yourself like a grasshopper, like you're smaller than, weaker than, and lesser than. You are in me, and I am in you, says the Lord. When you lean on me and not on your own understanding, you will find the strategies you need to succeed in every battle, says the Lord. Come on. This is such good news. Today's scripture references 1 John 4, 4, Numbers 13, 33, and Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Now the prayer starter and the decree. Father, help me overcome the grasshopper mentality in every area of my life and see myself in you. Help me understand that when I am weak, you are strong. Today, I decree my spiritual foes slip down the slope of their own pride. I declare I live and move and have my being in the greater one. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we are so grateful for you. You're not just a good, good father. You're a great, great father. You are greater than our hearts. You're greater than our sin. You're greater than our past mistakes. You are the greater one. <laughs> you are greater than the enemy. You are greater than our stumblings. You are You are greater than our insecurities. You are greater than our fears. You are greater than our anxieties. You are greater than our disappointments. You are greater than our past. You are a great and awesome and mighty God. You're the greater one and you live on the inside of us. We thank you, Lord. That as we come into the revelation of the greater one on the inside of us, that the greater will overtake the lesser. The greater will overtake the depression. The greater one will overtake the anxiety. The greater one will overtake the loneliness. The greater one will overtake the grief. Father, we thank you. We say, have your way in us. Oh, greater one, have your way in us. In us. Oh, greater one, deliver us from evil. Oh, greater one, help us to resist the enemy. Oh, greater one, help us to run from temptation. Oh, greater one, strengthen us in our inner man. Oh, greater one, we praise you. You're the greater one. You're the highest God, the most high God. You are seated far above the circle of the earth, looking down on your very own creation and your smiling. Oh, you're smiling. You're not looking down in disgust at us. You're looking down through the eyes of love. We are the apple of your eye. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your greatness. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, Jesus, even when we're not faithful, you are faithful. You can be nothing but faithful. That is who you are. That is how you behave. 
believe. That is your value. That is your character. That is who you are. You're the faithful God. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, how marvelous are your works. We exalt you today. We praise you today. We thank you that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Thank you, Lord, that the devil has no place in us. I thank you, Lord. When Jesus said, I'm not going to talk that much anymore. I'm going to be quiet for a little while. I've done a lot of preaching. I've done a lot of teaching. I've traveled all over Israel sharing the good news of the kingdom. I've been calling people to repentance. I've been laying hands on the sick and they've been recovering. I've been casting out demons. I've been healing blind eyes. I've been just doing the works, but I'm going to be quiet for a little while now because the enemy has no place in me. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that the enemy has no place in us. He might, he might, he might be on us, but he has no right to stay in us if we don't want him there. These fears, they've got no right to stay if we'll rise up if we'll allow the greater one to rise up, if we'll understand who dwells in us, the greater one is greater than the demon. The greater one is greater. Jesus. I don't know who this is for, but the greater one is greater than insomnia. The greater one is greater than infirmity. The greater one is greater than whatever you're struggling with on the inside. God sees it all. God knows it all. You might not have told anybody else in the world what you're dealing with, but God sees your struggle and he is in you and he's in you to the Come on. He's in you to deliver you. Do you understand me? He's in you to heal you. Do you understand me? He's in you to set you free. Come on. He's in you to lead you. He's in you to guide you. He's in you to show you things to come. The greater Come on, you are so great, God. We exalt you, the greater one, the greater one in us to deliver us. Come on, come on, in us to deliver us. Thank that, thank you, thank you, God, that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are in us to deliver us. Come on. Catch this, catch this, put your faith on this. He didn't just come into you, just hang out. God didn't just come to live on the inside of your spirit, just to, just to, just to witness your inward struggle, the struggle that nobody sees, the struggles that you won't confess to anybody because you're too embarrassed, you're too ashamed, you feel defective, you feel broken. What if they really knew? Well, God really knows, and he still chooses to live on the inside of you. He doesn't just choose to love you from afar. I said, God doesn't just choose to love you from afar. God isn't just looking down on you from the throne room saying, oh, poor baby. Oh, you poor broken little thing. Oh, I hate to see you struggle with that fear and that shame and that guilt, that depression. Oh, it's just so terrible to watch. No, God is dwelling on the inside of you. He knows your struggle. He knows your pain, but he didn't just come to hang out and watch it. He came to live on you, to live in you, to live with you, to deliver you from every tie that binds. So greater one, deliver us today. Greater one, deliver us from toxic thoughts, God. Greater one, deliver us from the pain of the past, the memory of the pain of the past. Greater one, you know our uprising. You know every tear we cry. You've got it collected in a bottle. Oh, Father, we are desperate. 
We are desperate. Deliver us, God, from evil. Greater one, deliver us from evil. Deliver deliver us from man-pleasing. Oh God, greater one, deliver us from procrastination. Oh God, greater one, deliver us from perfectionism. Shakatanabashi, oh Jesus. Oh God, greater one, deliver us from hatred. Oh, deliver us from unforgiveness. Deliver us from resentment. Deliver us from disappointment. Greater one, you came to live in us, to work your life out through us. Christ in us, not just the hope of glory, but Christ living his life through us. Come on and catch this revelation. I was pondering this. We are supposed to allow Christ to live his life through us. That's what Paul said. Paul said, listen, Paul said, it is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. He lives his life through me. My life is an expression of the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, the power of God. I am an ambassador for Jesus Christ. And if we really can get to the point, listen, if we can really get to the point where we can die to self, we can mortify the flesh, not just crucify it, but mortify it, deaden it, starve it of its appetites. If we can really get to that point that, listen, listen, then the life of Christ, which is in us, will begin to manifest through us. And we'll begin to let Christ live. Listen, when we begin to let Christ live through us, we won't feel anxious because Christ isn't anxious. When we die to self to the degree that Christ is really allowed to live his life through us, then we won't be depressed anymore because Jesus is not depressed We won't be guilty anymore because Jesus is not guilty. We won't be ashamed anymore because Jesus is not ashamed. So we have to do the work with God, the God who dwells in us, the greater one who will never leave us or forsake us even to the end of the age, the God, the everlasting God who is committed to conforming us into the image of Christ. Listen, He's conforming us into the image of Christ. The greater one is conforming us into the image of Christ through the inner working of the spirit in our soul. Our flesh is always at enmity with God. That's why we've got to mortify it. So greater one, would you help us today to die to these worldly elements? Help us, look. come on, come on. Help us, Lord, to die to fear. Help us, Lord, to die to anxiety. Help us, Lord, to die to depression. Help us, Lord, to die to addictions. Help us, Lord, to mortify our flesh, to deaden it, to put it under, to beat down our flesh, to buffet our bodies, as Paul said. Help us, Lord, to renew our mind with your living word. It's a living word. It's a living word. It it does surgeries on our brain. It's a living word. Help us, Lord, help us, Lord, to yield to you. Let help us to let you live your life through us. And then we will be full of joy and then we will be full of peace. And then we will be full of ah, wonder and awe at the transformation in our lives.
So Father, we yield to you today. 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 Help us, Lord, to crucify our flesh. Help us, Lord, to take on the three words that Paul made so clear in his epistles. Paul said, I die daily. It's a choice that we must make every day when we wake up, that we will be dead to the things of the world, dead to the greed, dead to the keeping up with the Joneses, dead to the competition, dead to the lust of the flesh, dead to the pride of life, dead to the lust of the eyes, dead to the ways of the world. The spirit of this age has tried to ensnare us, God putting us in a rat race that we can never win. You've kaketed Rasha, Jesus. You've called us to run a race, but it's not a rat race. Jesus, you've called us to run a race, but it's not a rat race. Jesus, you called us to run a race, but it's not a rat race. Help us, Lord, to get off the rat track and to get on the God track. Well, we can't keep up. We can never keep up. We can never keep up with the ways of the world because we are in this world, but we're not of the world. We can't keep up with the ways of the world, but we're called to supersede the ways of the world. We can't keep up with this rat race because we're not rats. We're kings. We're priests. We're sons of God. We're daughters of the king. We can't keep up with the rat race. That's why we're burned out and stressed out and fleshed out. We can't keep up with the rat race because you've not given us grace to run with the rats. Come on. We can't keep up with the rat race because you've not given us grace to keep up with the rats. You've given us grace to run a race of endurance. We'll cross the finish line and get our crown. And then we'll cast our crown at your feet because you're the only one who enables us to run the race to begin with. So we will lay aside all the weights right now and the sin that so easily besets us. We're laying aside these weights. We're laying aside these weights. We're laying aside, come on. We're laying aside worldly desires. We're laying aside the need to be seen. We're laying aside the, the drive to make a name for ourselves. We're laying aside the, the, the quest for, for money. We're laying aside everything that hinders love. We're laying aside these weights. It makes it so hard for us to run. How can we run when we're so bogged down, so weighed down by all these wrong motives? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, we cast them off. These weights, they burden us. They're bearing down on us. Help us, Lord, to cast them off, to set them aside, to burn them with fire. We don't ever want to be tempted to pick them back up again. We know the enemy will come back and make those weights look shiny. He'll make those weights look uh, 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 glamorous. He'll make those weights look like very attractive in our eyes. That's why we picked up those weights in the first place. Keeping up with the Joneses. Got to have the best this, the best that, the slickest graphic, whatever. The nicest house, the biggest pool. Jesus, help us to stop investing so much of our time and effort into things that won't last. 
Help us, Lord, to stop investing so much of our effort in the things that will not last. They do not have any eternal value whatsoever. And we keep investing in them as if the temporary pleasure is worth the eternal loss. We could be investing in so many other things. Convict our hearts today, God, so that we will exit the rat race. Your grace is sufficient for the race that you've called us to run. And the sin that so easily besets us, God, deliver us. Deliver us, God. Show us. Make us aware of these wrong attitudes that we carry. The wrong thinking, the stinking thinking. Help us, Lord. Make us aware of it. Sometimes, God, we just don't even see it. Honestly, we just don't even see it. If we could see it, we would be more motivated to turn away from it. So, Lord, give us the gift of self-awareness. So we can see ourselves as we really are, not just as we think we are. That we can see ourselves as the way that you created us to be, even if we're not there yet. Even if we have some work to do, we're all works in progress. And we thank you for your love and we thank you for your grace. And we thank you that we have the opportunity to come to your throne of grace boldly. To find grace and mercy help in time of need father we praise you we honor you this morning help us to see about ourselves what it is you'd like us to change in this season for your glory because we want to let jesus live his life through us not just so we can have peace and joy and love and get rid of all the toxic emotions we want to let jesus live his life through us so that souls can be saved so that people can be healed, that miracles can spring up all around about, demonstrate that Jesus really is alive, although they can't see him. He's alive in us, and he'll become alive to them. We praise you, and we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's kick this up. With regard to Absalom. Now, I wrote about Absalom in my book, The Spiritual Warfare Battle Plan. I wrote about Absalom in my book, the spiritual warfare battle plan. But I've been reading through the book of Second Samuel, which is just, my God, love First and Second Samuel. And, you know, we've sustained just recently a major Absalom attack, wherein Absalom, if you recall, I'm just going to give you a 30-second brief here, Absalom was offended because Daddy David didn't do what... Absalom thought Daddy David should do. So Absalom was the son of David, and he was very attractive. He was very smooth. Uh, he was very charismatic. And he got so offended with his father that he would stand at the city gate. And the Bible says that he stole the hearts of the people. He basically undermined David's authority. And he said, listen, you've got a great case here. You know, if I were king, I'd, I'd, I'd settle it for you. Too bad. And he stole the hearts of the people by undermining David's leadership. He was presenting David to the people as someone that David was not. David was a friend to Israel, Absalom, an enemy to Israel. And there came a point where David, mount, I mean, uh, Absalom mounted an insurrection to try, listen, tried to take over what David built. Maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you're building a business or a church or, or just a club or a family or whatever it is in your life that you are building, whatever social group you're in, when offense comes 
And here's the thing. Absalom had no right to tell David how to deal with, with Tamar. I'm not saying David handled it right or didn't handle it right. I'm saying that Absalom had no right to tell David how to deal with it. It was up to David. It's his kingdom. He had no, no right to be, we never listen. We never have a right to be offended. There's an Absalom listening to me right now. We never have a right to be offended. We might listen to me. We might have a reason to be offended, but we don't have a right to be offended because listen to me. Humility has no rights. We have to get over it. We have to be adults and talk it through. And if we can't agree on a thing, then we should just separate and part ways. Absalom had been off in another land for three years and demanded to come back to Jerusalem, not to reconcile with his father, but to take over the kingdom. And so here's Absalom, and he sat, he mounts this insurrection against his father, and David just basically says, all right, come on, we're all getting out of here. And David was weeping as he went, and then Absalom came out to fight David. And then here in 2 Samuel, I'm going to read this, and we're going to pray. In 2 Samuel 18, starting in verse 1, David now mustered the men who were with him and appointed generals and captains to lead them. He sent the troops out in three groups, placing one under Joab, one under Joab's brother, and another one under Atai, the man from Gath. The king told his troops, listen, the king told his troops, I'm going out with you. I'm going with you. I'm going to go into this battle. But his men strongly objected and said, you can't go. If we have to turn and run, and even if half of us die, it'll make no difference to Absalom's troops. They're looking for you. You're worth 10,000 of us. So stay here. David said, well, if you think it's best, that's what I'll do. So the troops went out. David told them, for my sake, deal gently with young Absalom, because David had such a sensitive heart. And then in verse 6, listen, this is where you really need to, this is where you really need to, to, to track with me here. Verse six, so the battle began in the forest of Ephraim and the is, listen, the Israelites troops, Absalom's troops were beaten back by David's men. I said, Absalom's troops were beaten back by David's men. I said, Absalom's troops were beaten back. David's men beat back Absalom's troops. And there was a great slaughter that day. 20,000 men laid down their lives. The battle raged all across the countryside and more died because of the forest than were killed by the sword. And then finally, Absalom died too. His hair got caught in a tree. His mule kept going. And Joab struck him in the heart with a, with a, a dagger three times. Now, there's something to that that we're not going to get into today. But the part I want to focus on is, you got it. Absalom's troops were beaten back by David's men. You have to understand that Absalom doesn't work alone. Absalom, <laughs> it's a whole demon circus around Absalom. So we're going to beat back this Absalom spirit today because maybe it's affected your life. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know who has... Um, stolen the hearts of the people that were closest to you. I don't know who's tried to tear down what you've built. I don't know what company you've had that was split by an Absalom spirit, what church you had that was split by an Absalom spirit. I don't know. Maybe you've never dealt with it before, but you probably will eventually deal with it. So let's pray about it. Let's take a preemptive strike for those of you who have never dealt with this before. Let's get into agreement. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're so grateful. We've been praising you throughout this broadcast because we know how good you are. You're the greater one. And, Father, you see how the enemy has been so shady. You see how the enemy has gone behind our backs. 
You see how the enemy has wooed people who were loyal to us to their own camp with a lie. You've seen, God, the maneuvers of the enemy, the machinations of the enemy, the devices of this Absalom spirit. You've seen it. Now, Father, first of all, we lift up that one who was offended with us, whether it was for a good reason or not. We lift up that one, that one who is being influenced by an Absalom spirit, who got offended with us for whatever reason. Maybe we did not even know they were offended because they kept it to themselves as they went around and about slandering us to the people who follow our lead or to the people with whom we commune. So, Father, we lift up that one, that one that's offended, that one that's been ensnared by Absalom. And we ask you, God, to deliver that one or those ones. Deliver that one from these behaviors, from these attitudes, from the snare of the devil. Forgive them. Deliver them and forgive them, God. Show mercy on them because they're like a puppet in Absalom's hands and they do not know what they're really doing. They know what they did but they don't know what they're really doing. They know what they did, but they don't know what, what, what kind of seed they sowed and what's going to come back at them in the next season. They don't know what kind of backlash and what kind of door they open to the enemy. They just don't really get it because they're blinded by their offense. So, Father, forgive them. Encounter them with your love. Deliver them from the snare of Absalom before a worse thing happens to them than what they did to us. Because we know they reap what they sow. We all reap what they sow. So show mercy, God, in Jesus' name. But now as for this spirit, as for this demon, we beat you back in Jesus' name. I take authority over this Absalom attack, and I beat you back in Jesus' name. I said I take authority over this Absalom spirit that has slithered into our midst, slandering our names, hidden agendas, trying to woo people to their own ministry, their own business, their own club, their own church, their own circle of friends. We beat you back in Jesus' name. We rout you in Jesus' name. We slay you in Jesus' name. We overthrow you in Jesus' name. You spirit of Absalom, bow in the name of Jesus. Flee from us, flee from our circle of friends, flee from our churches, flee from our businesses, flee from our networks, flee, flee, flee in Jesus' name. We call you defeated. We smite you. We smite you in Jesus' name. We defeat you. We overcome you. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we love not our life even to the death. We chase you down and overtake you. We chase you away from our midst. We will not put up with your wily ways. We stand up against you, Absalom. We will not roll over. We will put up a fight. We will stave you off with the blood of Jesus. We will, we will turn you down with forgiveness. We will hold you back with mercy. We will force you out of our Midst in the name of Jesus. We do. We force you off. We force you back. We force you out. We drive you back. We can't tell you, we beat you off. We drive you away. We fend you off. We hold you off. We ward you off and your witchcraft in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you will restore what Absalom split. Lord, wake up those ones who believed Absalom's lies. 
those ones that Absalom wooed to his corner with lies about us, with subtle insinuations, with, with being a, a helping hand and just being so helpful and help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Wake them up. Help them to see that they were also Absalom's puppets, Absalom's victims, so that they can get on the right side of your spirit, so that they can be joined with the group that you've called them to join with, whatever that group is. Father, we don't want to see a bunch of people seduced by an Absalom spirit and come up under the warfare that's associated with that tactic of deception, lies and slander, undermining authority. So help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God, to take back what the enemy stole. Bring those ones back, God. Bring those ones back, God. Bring those ones back, God. Bring those ones back, God, to our fold, our company, our tribe, our circle of friends. Bring them back with open eyes according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Intercessors are critical. I wish you would go and just pray and explore the website, awakeningprayerhubs.com. And go check it out. It's easy to become a prayer hub leader. Or if you don't feel like you're ready to lead a prayer hub, you can join an existing prayer hub in your city. You can download Awakening House of Prayer app. And if you're a prayer hub leader, you can be in our special private messaging group. And that's where a lot of fellowship and community takes place as well. The Facebook group is more for announcements and, you know, prayer hubs questions. But a lot of the fellowship and prayer requests are taking place in the app. We need to take back the territories for God. That's right. We're city takers. We are city takers. Amen. You can also share this broadcast. That'll help. That'll help me reach more people. I want to reach more people. You can join my prayer team at PrayForJennifer.com. PrayForJennifer.com. Go there and sign up. You can. Um, you can. Uh, you can also sow financially. That helps us. We boost these posts, and we're targeting emerging nations when we boost these posts because we want to reach people. You see, now people in India and Pakistan are joining. You know why? Because we're boosting the posts in those nations, because we want them to hear these messages. Amen. We want it. We want to sow into these emerging nations. So you can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. Jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use the uh, Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer Leclaire. You can use the text to give. Text to give is 754 701 2161. Text the word pray. The 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, three, Florida 33303. Amen. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Guys, I'll see you at the Elijah Company. I'll see you in church on Sunday, but I'll also see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? 
get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.